History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25 year old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're chatting with singer, songwriter and author Liesl Field. She's based in Melbourne, part of the team of Hillsong Church there on the worship team. And she's going to share a bit of a story with us today. Welcome along, Liesl. Tell us a bit of your story. Whereabouts were you born and raised? I was born in Cape Town in South Africa. Um, and my family moved over to Australia when I was about nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I I guess growing up, um, you know, we're transitioning from being South Africans into Australia. So we grew to love like things like Vegemite, and, <laughs> um, you know, those sorts of things. And I actually, I was a bit disappointed coming over because I actually thought that every person in Australia had a pet koala and I was really disappointed when we came and, and that actually wasn't the fact. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yes, people have these funny ideas of Australia, don't they? And uh, they do. tell us about your upbringing. Did you have much of a religious upbringing? Yes. So my family, uh, we went to church from the time I was born or actually before that my parents went to church. So that was a a regular Sunday thing and um, you know that that was part of all of our extended family as well and then when we came to Australia again that was um, something that we really valued and continued um, so we'd go to the services um, every week and my parents actually when we came to Australia we moved to this little like small town um, church and um, yeah it was lovely I was involved with youth group and um you know, we had family picnic days with the church, those sorts of things. Um, but really, I didn't, I didn't really take it as seriously until I had quite a difficult time in life. Um, so the, I guess I was about eleven or twelve. Um, life was pretty tough um, for me, and things like, you know, stuff that was going on at home, and then school and life and changing at that time. You know, you transitioning from being a child into I guess a teenager and um, yeah, so that was a real struggle. And then I kind of just started to just reach out to people and um, ask people, you know, what they kind of believed in. And my grandmother was amazing. She would actually share about her love for God and how God loves her. And um, that kind of stuck with me. And then to the point that I eventually gave my heart to Jesus, Um, I was actually with my grandma. I went to church with her and her church and, um, they gave us an opportunity to to speak, uh, to pray to God and ask him to come and live in our hearts. And so um, that was a real shift for me, a real change. Um, and I, I, you know, it wasn't perfect, you know, after that. It didn't sort of just, all my problems didn't just disappear, but I definitely um, started seeing myself differently and seeing God and seeing other people um, differently. So, yeah, that was that was a big change for me. It's awesome yeah. to hear about uh, your grandmother's faith and and uh, that first yeah. experience following the Lord. What was church like for you when you started going to church? I'm always curious to know how people's uh, early church experiences are. Yeah, it because I I guess grew up in it. 
uh, it was just sort of something that we did. It was like being part of a club as mm. a child. Um, so, you know, we all went to church. That's just what we did. We had to dress up and, um, you know, that was kind of our church uh, tradition. And, and then we would all go and have lunch together. So it was kind of a family thing. But I didn't really, I don't think I took in much of what was, well, I didn't think I was taking in much of what was being said. Mm. Um, I was also involved with children's church. So, you know, my parents used to ship me off to the kids' church and um, they were lovely. The, the leaders were fantastic and I could see there was something different about them. Um, I didn't quite know what it was, but, yeah, I kind of I thought, mm, people are so happy and, <laughs> and even when you disappoint them, they're still really kind and there's just something different and mm. um, I guess, that's what I was looking for. I, I wanted something different. And for me, I'd had a lot of heartbreak as a child, um, even as a young child. So these people seemed really safe as well, and I could trust them. And they would always say that, that it was because of God. They would say, oh, God, you know, loves us. You can trust him with anything. You can rely on him. He won't let you down. And I thought, oh, that just sounds too good to be true. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like seeing that reflected in my grandmother as well, I thought maybe, just maybe I can actually have that for myself. That's awesome. And tell us a bit about your uh, early career. What, what did you do after school? Uh, what kind of work have you been doing? Yeah, so I've always loved children. And um, so that was something that I already knew from the time I was about four or five. I loved school. So when, when I started school, I thought this is like a, an amazing world that, you know, was opened up to me. And um, I still remember as a little kid having a little blackboard. I got one for Christmas and I would, you know, write all the letters that I knew. <laughs> um, and I even got my little brother, who's three years younger than me, I'd sit him on the couch, well, ask mum to put him on the couch and I would teach him all these lessons and um, with the soft toys around him. And um, unfortunately, he didn't do very well on tests, but, you know, <laughs> I tried my best. And so teaching was something that I was really passionate about. And um, so as soon as I left uh, high school, I went straight into university and got my teaching degree. Um, and have taught in variety of schools, um, and so and taught variety of subjects too. So mostly primary school, um, performing arts, and um, now I've moved on to doing high school. Uh, so yeah, I just love teaching. That's kind of been my career. <laughs> mm. And I'd love to know a bit about your music career. Uh, you released an album called Finding Me. Tell us all about it. Yes. So my um, stage name is L A Field, um, and so my husband and I have been working on music um, since. We were married, so quite a while. And uh, I've just had a passion to writing songs. Um, this, one of the first songs that I wrote that actually I saw a real impact from was, um, unfortunately, my father passed away um, and he'd passed away quite young and it was a, quite a shock to all of us. So for me to be able to express what I was feeling in that moment, I just went into our studio and I, I wrote this song and um, it it was all about how I was expressing my, I guess, my pain for losing my dad, but then also the hope that we have. And so um, it's called You Are Free. And I knew that my dad had been going through a lot of pain um, on earth. And so I guess for me to be able to grieve and um, just to really release my dad and say, you're free now, you're with God, you, there's no more pain, um, there's no more suffering. And uh, that song we actually played at his funeral and then we uh, made copies for our family and it actually ended up on an earlier album that I'd done with my husband and I we were in a band before Hello Field um, and yeah it 
just the impact when people talked about listening to that song and how they'd gone through a grieving process and how that has really helped to heal them. Um, that was something that I thought, yeah, God had really called me to do that. So with uh, the new album that I've done, um, the same thing. I was working with a lot of young women in Australia, so running programs in high schools as well, alongside teaching. I was doing some voluntary work and uh, and in South Africa and the Czech Republic and pretty much anywhere anyone would have me, um, we would run these programs and talk to them about their value and their worth. And so the songs came out of that, talking about finding who they really are, the true self, like who God has really made them. Um, and so that that's really the album. And it has lots of, um, yeah, electronic pop. <laughs> so that's the style that we like. Um, and so I find that that really connected with um, the young women that we were talking to. So tell us a bit about how you write your songs. How do they come to you? Um, I would say it comes out of my journaling. So I'm a big journaler. I like writing what I'm feeling and what I'm going through, and I've done that for many, many years since I was about a teenager. Um, and so in those, when I am writing, sometimes just phrases stand out to me, and then it's like during the day those phrases would just go through my mind over and over, and then I would... Things like, um, you know, you're better than you think. You know, those sorts of things would just go round and round. I think, oh, you're better than you think. And, um, you know, as I, I walk with God every day, I, I read the Bible and um, I'm learning about what, like I said earlier, what God thinks of me and, and how much he loves me. And so out of that, these truths come. So that's how I write my songs. Uh, one of the songs I wrote is called Princess, and it talks about, us being valuable, taking back your value, putting your crown back on your head. So that was all around talking about um, how God sees us as royalty, um, as children of God, and how he puts that value on us. And it's also our job to remind ourselves that we are actually royalty. We are princesses and princes. Um, and so, yeah, those that's really how the songs start to birth. And sometimes it's just things like I have a friend who um, – you know, I've been sharing with how much I love God and how much God loves her. Um, and and so it's it's something, one of the songs is um, All This Time and it's talking about all this time, you know, you've been running after something, but actually all this time you've been running after God. <laughs> like yeah. she hasn't realized that it's God that um, she's looking for. Um, so, yeah, all about life situations, that's really where the songs come from. And if people want to find the music, it's on Apple Music and Spotify uh, under the a- yes. name of L.A. Field, uh, Finding Me. That's right. And uh, I noticed you've got a song there called N-T-K-O-G. I'm just guessing. Is it not that kind of girl? Is that, is that what it's? Correct. I got it, yes. <laughs> Correct. Well done. <laughs> not that kind of girl. Um, that was actually one of the fun songs that we wrote. Um, working with young women, we... I would often ask them, you know, what are some of the issues that you guys are facing? You know, what are some of the things, the challenges? And and often this relationship um, idea would come up. So, um, you know, that they felt sometimes in relationships or um, with people in potential relationships that they they were treating them a certain way and um, they weren't very happy with that. And that didn't, you know, that aligned with, um, you know, what we believe that we are valuable, and so we treat each other with respect. And and so the song, not that kind of girl, is kind of talking into that space and saying, 
you know, I'm not that kind of girl that's just going to do what you want. And I'm actually looking for somebody who's going to treat me with respect and I will treat them with respect. Um, and I'm not just going to do whatever you want me to, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. And, and really just protecting that purity and, um, yeah, just making sure that whoever you're with understands that you believe that you're worthy and you're valuable. You've also released a book recently. Tell us all about that. Yes. So in, uh, I think I started writing it in 2014. Um, so what happened, unfortunately, my husband and I, we had a loss. Um, I have always wanted to have a family. Um, and so we always knew that was in the, the plans. However, it took a little longer because I had some health issues that were preventing us from having a family or starting a family. Um, and eventually we got some help and um, we were able to have um, or able to fall pregnant. And around 20 weeks um, gestation, uh, unfortunately, my um, the pregnancy didn't last. And so our, our little um, children... I didn't survive, unfortunately. Um, and so that, as you can imagine, was devastating. Was, we just went through this incredible grieving process. And um, at the time, I, like I said earlier, I'd been journaling. And um, so I really poured out my heart. And I even wrote a song um, for, you know, for our little children. And, um, yeah, just try to help um, allow God to heal us through that. We had incredible support and um, it was an amazing journey through that, even though it was so painful, um, we really felt that God had given us beauty for ashes. And one of the stories was um, we actually, uh, we were working with a group in South Africa and this group was amazing. They would rescue babies who the parents were overwhelmed and weren't able to take care of them. And so we'd been partnering with them, doing lots of projects with them. And so we said to our family and friends, look, you know, you're grieving with us and they really wanted to do something. So we said, why don't you just donate some money to this group um, overseas and, and just bless them and, you know, help them to do the work that they're doing. And over $15,000 was raised and we were just amazed at, you know, at the generosity of our mm. family and friends. Um, and to this group, that fifteen thousand dollars actually had um, they had plans for a preschool. So they would rescue these children, they would um, nourish them, and then they would educate them so that they could enter um, mainstream schooling. And so this preschool was built in honour of um, ourselves, Ash and I, and then also our, um, our little boys. And uh, now the children can actually go into this school, have one-on-one -on -one help, and then actually graduate into mainstream schooling. So it's a very special, um, yeah, special thing that, that God did through that. And there was lots of other things. God healed us um, and made us whole to even then want to try and um, continue trying to have a family and um yeah so it's we really felt god's love the entire time um but it was very real pain and and we did grieve um but this book is actually i guess narrating all of this so it talks about our journey and how god can help us through or helped us through grief and how he can help others through grief well it sounds like it's a, a powerful story of what you've been through and hopefully we'll help others go through the healing process yeah. as well it's called the silver lining the Story of Summer, Snow and Sky uh, by Liesl Field. That's L-I-E-S-L, -E Liesl Field. And uh, people can find out more. You've got your, your Facebook page, Liesl Field. Uh, you're on uh, Spotify. You're on Apple Music. How else can people find you if they want to uh, check out your music and, and your book? 
Yeah, so um, actually it's uh, my author name and my music name is L.A. Field. Oh, okay, um, there you go, L.A. Field, all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, so um, even though my name is Liesl, um, yeah, it's just my um, stage name. So, yeah, they can jump on um, any one of those. So I'm actually on... Um, on Facebook, if you go to LA Field, is also another music page that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but if yeah, you can you can jump onto any of the major online bookstores. Um, we have you just type in LA Field, finding me. I'm sorry, LA Field, <laughs> Silver Lining, um, and then you'll be able to grab that. Or Spotify, like you said before, anything with the music as well. Um, just type in LA Field, finding me for the music. And, of course, if people want to head along to Hillsong in Melbourne, they might find you on stage there as a part of the worship team. What's it like being uh, on the worship team there? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's mm. You know, music is such a gift from God and uh, worship, worshipping God. We were created to worship. And so um, it's incredible pr- um, privilege to be able to, uh, yeah, just be in that space with God and, to, and our team are as just an amazing team. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, being part of that is a real honour. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it's been awesome to hear your story today. Liesl Field, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you so much. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. There you'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater. And my challenge to you now is to go and make history. Matt Prater's latest book is now available. History Makers, Devotions, Downloads and Dad Jokes. It will take you on a journey through God's Word and will hopefully give you a few laughs along the way. It's just $15 plus postage. Order now at historymakersradio.com. Discounts available for bulk orders. The heart behind this book is to challenge people to get into the habit of daily devotions with Jesus. Find out more at historymakersradio.com. Station sponsor.